I'm Garner Henderson. And I'm William Murphy. And this is The Push. Welcome to this week's episode. We're excited you're joining in for us for another week. Uh, hey, Garner, what do you got for us this week? So this week's plan is to relate the story of Adam and Eve to the story of us and okay. everyday people. Okay. So yeah. when God created the world, he created Adam and Eve as the first man. Eve, he took one of Adam's ribs to make Eve. And so they were given these jobs and allowed to live in the Garden of Eden along with God. They walked with him. And so um, God had given them this rule that they could not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so Satan comes into the garden to tempt them. And that's where we start off in Genesis Genesis 3. I'm actually going to stop you there. Okay. Because if you actually look at the story, it's not Satan. No okay. one says Satan. Just Sorry, Satan just, a, just a serpent. <laughs> no, I just think that's an interesting part in this story is we always want to say Satan. Um, but in this kind story, like they don't actually say it. I know, right? Yeah. We had a conversation before this podcast uh, and we were talking about the game of telephone. Uh, and just to give a little context, Genesis is a story that's been told uh, by word of mouth for generations and generations. So I'd ask Garner, have you ever played the game Telephone? Uh, and what typically happens in that game is you start off with one saying, it goes down this line of people and you end up with something that's maybe a little bit similar to the original story, but it's maybe a little bit different. Um, and so I, I was just wondering, like, I wonder if that kind of happened with this story, you know? Uh, it's been, I mean, it's told for hundreds of years just by word of mouth until it finally made its way on paper. So little weird, I guess, fact for you, but I'm sorry to interrupt, but go ahead. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God say, you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it or you shall die. But the serpent said to the, were you saying something? I was just saying, oh wow, that's like pretty blunt. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's quite intense. Yeah, yeah, keep going. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not die for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. Then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent tricked me and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, 
Curse, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heels. To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your pangs in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children, yet your desires shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to the man he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man named his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made garments of skins for the man and for his wife and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, See, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man. And at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim mm-hmm. yeah. and a sword flaming and turning to the guard to guard the way to the tree of life. Yeah, so ch- cherubim's like an angel uh, <clears throat> carrying, a, carrying a flaming sword. It's kind of what's been described there. But yeah, hey, pretty uh, long, interesting story. Uh, uh, probably a story that if you grew up in in church, like it's probably a story you know, um, and you you've heard from a really really uh, early age in life. Um, but Garner, I, if you like me, I, I love kind of diving into scripture because I think there's a lot going on underneath the surface. Um, I think uh, the early writers are, are very very clever. Um, and how they they go about uh, telling their stories, um, and kind of what we were talking in an earlier conversation. Like when you look at, at scripture, you kind of need to look for the three different truths, right? Truth is in fact. So like those facts that are out there that these places um, exist, these are the numbers that are out there. You know, go down your factual list. These are your truths in fact. And I, I think the Bible tells that. I don't think that's the entire. Um, objective of the Bible is to yeah. tell all truth is in fact. Um, they do tell some. They do tell some. Yeah. I also think the Bible likes to hint in truth is in me. Um, and so, you know, you look at all the Psalms and the Proverbs, those are so much truth and meaning. And also the other one is truth is in wisdom. Um, like what are the, the life, life wisdom that comes from, from stories of scripture. Um, man, what do you what, what's going on in this story? What do you what do you what do you want to talk about here? Okay, I do want to talk about how at first, you know, it says um, God told them if they eat of the tree, they will die. Mm, yeah, um, that's a pretty forceful comment. Yes. So I know it never really says, but like, do you feel that if they would not have ate from this tree would they have walked in the garden of eden with god forever Hmm. you know know, it's an interesting comment 
we physically die. Do you feel as if they would have physically died if they did not eat of this? You know, I, I don't know. I, I remember reading a, a commentary um, about what was really the first sin uh, of, of the human being. Yeah. Um, and this guy had a really interesting um, perspective on this. He said the first, the first sin wasn't eating of the fruit. The first sin was reaching up and grabbing it. Yeah. Um, like us reaching <clears throat> up and thinking that we can attain uh, the the status the power that John has. That is. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you, you're you're right on it. Like, <laughs> who am I to think that I can actually um, attain the power that God has? But also, like, don't I do that like every day? <laughs> you know, don't I think that I uh, can do the things like? Uh, that God does where I make you are, you are tempted or, to think that yeah. you are godlike as well. Yeah, tempted to think that, or also tempted to find my own idols um, yeah. that I that I put to the status of God. Um, like, man, it's um, it, <laughs> the more you think about it, the more you realize you do it, um, and you're like, dang, yeah, um, I still participate in that sin every day. So do I know if they're gonna if it's a situation where like um, do I know if they they would live or die? I don't. Yeah. Um, but again, like I, I kind of go back to that earlier truth: is 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 the truth there in, in meaning, or is the truth there in fact, or is the truth there in wisdom? And here's what I kind of want to think that the the writer's kind of touching on. Um, I think in moments of our life, we all have opportunities uh, to participate in the life that God has for us. Yeah. Um, and there, there have definitely been moments in my life where I haven't participated in that life. Uh, and those moments are really dead-like moments of my life. That yeah. makes sense. Like if we want to be fully alive and we want to be fully um, living into our purpose or we want to be fully... Um, yeah, fully alive. Like we are fully alive when we're walking side by side with the Lord. And so when he says, what is that verse? Um, um, is that verse three? Verse right three. There? Yeah. If you eat from the, the uh, fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, don't eat it uh, and don't touch it or you will die. Um, which is, is so true. Like in, in those moments where we, we find ourselves stepping into um, quote unquote sin or stepping into yeah. um, areas where um, maybe our ego takes us into areas where we think we can do things but we really can't um, I'd love to like insert a video right now of just people doing things that they think they can but they really can't and it's kind of funny um, like you know all those fail army videos um, yeah. where you just see people do stu stupid things uh, <laughs> but like Man, we, we really think like in those moments, um, we can do those things, but oftentimes in those moments, what we find ourselves is we find ourselves in a really dark place. Um, I don't know about you, uh, but yeah. oftentimes when I continually go off and, and maybe eat from that tree, um, and think I, I, um, I guess let my ego run my life instead of let God run my life. I find myself in a really dark place. So, so it's, well, ahead. it's not death. It might be the closest thing you experience until you die. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Like, uh, it, while it's not a physical death, like I do think it is a dark place that 
yeah um man it's it, it it's not fun to live there um and I, I think jesus has a different alternative and i think that's the story of the, go- the gospel uh the yeah. story of the bible and the story of israel so yeah well, what yeah this what made me what made me think of that was you know it says you shall die and then later on you know they realize they're naked and all this and you know god yeah. tell, god tells them you know it'll be painful when you give birth and yeah. he tells adam that it'll be hard for them to live i mean he will have to till the ground and all this and yeah. it won't it won't just grow like it has in the garden of eden so i didn't yeah. know that just made me think you know maybe when he said you shall die if you eat it it doesn't mean you die instantly mm. but you have now reached where you can physically die yeah no i, I think it it's it it I think, I think what he's hinting at there is like there is a because we are a sinful, sin, we have a sinful nature. Yeah. Um, there becomes hardships to our life um, because I, I don't think God expects us to live perfectly. I think He knows yeah. we're going to mess up, right? Um, and so He's telling you like, hey, there's going to be hardships in your life. Yeah. Um, and that is because we as we as human nature have been given that twist to choose whether or not we're going to participate in the goodness that God has for us or whether or not we're going to choose not to participate in it. But yeah, that's a good thought. And then I feel like, you know, the rest of this story really just brings about the rest of the Bible. Mm, Yeah. What do you mean by that? We constantly mess up over and over again, break God's rules, do something, you know, we shouldn't do, find ourselves in a dark place, as you said earlier. Yeah. But he's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, he constantly gives us a chance to redeem ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that goes even further than second chances. I mean, you've had millions of chances, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. And so, go ahead. Well, you can go. Yeah, I mean, I I think the story of the Bible is God longs to be with His people. Yes. Um, Like God is a is a God who uh, has always been from the very beginning um, trying to get back from His people. So you think through the story of Exodus, um, where all throughout the story of Exodus, He is leading His people into the Promised Land. He is with his people through the temple he is with his people through the ark of the covenant he is with his people through uh the old law right and that still hasn't really reached the point of fulfillment so god does um really the unthinkable and god says you know what i'm gonna send myself down right Uh, yeah and i'm gonna live your experience so that i can be with your people and then i'm going to 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 do pay the ultimate price so that I can be with you constantly and bring in the Holy Spirit to live inside of you. Uh, and God has from the very beginning kind of been about the redemptive process of the Garden of Eden. Um, like we lived in this perfect harmony, right, with the Lord where all things were good. Um, and I, I fully believe that God is in the process of bringing that into fruition yeah. today. Right, so Jesus prays this prayer in Matthew chapter six. Um, he says, "This is how you you should pray." You've probably heard this prayer before. It, it's the Lord, the Lord's prayer, right? 
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Um, your will be done, be done on earth, earth as it is in heaven. Right? So there's this idea that the kingdom of God is here on earth, right? Yes, there's this space off into heaven. I think we some people like to think, like, insert Disney Castle video. Like, this is what this is going to look like. Um like, like the intro of every Disney movie. Yeah, intro of every Disney. Yeah. yeah, we think like, oh, this Our is what words. heaven's going to be like. It's going to be this castle up in the sky. I don't really know what that's going to be like. I do know that God's going to be there. Um, and we're going to be in the presence of God. And that's super awesome. But we have a, a decision right here and now. Are we going to participate that? Are we going to participate in that here on earth? And what does that look like for our lives? Um, because God said it's here, right? Like God is established that through his son he's established that through the holy spirit and that redemptive process of us being a part and living alongside the lord um it's yeah. still in a redemptive process and we get to participate that each every day uh but we also get to have that choice right just like they had the choice in the garden of eden are you going to live into or are you not yeah. are you going to eat from the tree or are you not we have that choice as well we have that choice today and, and are we going to do that's... yeah go ahead are we going to do everything we do to glorify his name or are yeah. we going to do it, you know, to glorify ourselves or whatever it may be? Yeah. I mean, you hit on a big one, like, man, how often in my life have I um, wanted to be uh, the star of the show? How often yeah, in my I life have I, yeah. Yeah. How often in my life have I wanted to kind of choose my own way of doing things uh, because I think I know best. Yeah. Um, or how often in my life do I, choose to um put others down to put myself up right um but that's not really what it's all about right what it's all about yeah. is choosing god's path and a lot of times god's path is uh, a path that's not likely taken um a path that um <laughs> the god of the universe becomes the god of a towel in john chapter 14 or john yeah. chapter 13 uh, and he washes the disciples feet like think of a humbling moment, uh, how much of a humbling moment that is that the God of the universe has decided that he's going to come down off his throne. And he's going to get to the lowest of lowest places where some a servant serves and wash the disciples feet. I mean, so he, often he, goes our, from, he goes from creating us to washing our feet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and then like back then, like, you don't, we don't have those nice like Jordans that we wear or the nice uh, uh, Burks or Chacos or whatever shoe you like to wear, right? They have these sandals, they're walking everywhere they go. Their feet are nasty, they're calloused, they're dirty. Um, and that's where Jesus decides, hey, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show you yeah. guys that our, the light that's worth living is not the life that we're cl constantly climbing to the top. Um, the life worth living. It's not the easy life. life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The life that's worth living is a, a life where we are humbly serving uh, and giving our lives to the Lord and, and seeing where he can take it. Um, because, man, I, I, I wish, and I'm still on this journey. Um, there's an author called uh, Richard Rohr, uh, and he's a, a Franciscan Catholic, Catholic priest, um, and he call he, he describes this as, as two two halves of life. That first half of life is where we're constantly climbing that ladder, right? The ladder to the top, yeah. 
Um, the second half of life is where we realize that that ladder has no end and we decide to let go. Um, you don't want to get to the top. Well, there is no top. Oh yeah. Like that's, that's the thing is we're constantly trying to fight to the top. We're try- constantly trying to, to grab for the fruit. We're tr- constantly trying to, to know all the knowledge is the fact is, is that we're never going to be there. We were never designed for that. And when we continue to live into that life, right? Like, I, and this might be exactly what uh, this author means here, right? When he says you will surely die, is that when we continue to try to grab for this fruit, we continue to try to be grab for the good knowledge and be like God, we, we quickly find out that that's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I feel like because that's goes, who we're made for. I feel yeah, like, go ahead. You know, you're ladder analogy can go back to this story of redemption that we see over and over again you know like you're climbing this ladder and you finally decide to let go and your first thought might be you let go who's there to catch you Mm, god yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and i feel like even like this sets up the common theme of the bible where we mess up god gives us a chance he's still there Mm-hmm. And while you can look at it and understand that that's setting up, I feel like you can read it and see that it's setting that up. Because, I mean, he curses them, tells them they'll strike they'll strike each other's heels. I mean, but then as he's casting them out, casting them out he turns around and gives them garments and mm-hmm. points them points them towards the way of the tree of life. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's the one, you're exactly right, man. There's that side of where like, yes, we have to, we have to accept the punishment, uh, for, or the, the consequences. I wouldn't say punishment, but I'll say consequences of our, 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 yeah. our, our choices of sin. Um, but that doesn't mean God's not going to take care of us. That doesn't mean that God's st- not going to continue to be there. Yeah, uh, and man, that's the story constantly throughout the the, the gospel. I, we were talking earlier, and and we mentioned the story of the prodigal son, which actually might be a a story we tackle later on down line down the line. It is. is. That one? Yes. Okay. Then I won't speak mo- much into it, but like, um, what I love about that story is uh, at the very end of the story, it's while the son was a long way off, the father spots him, and the father goes running to the son. And it, right. it perfectly sets up this story yeah. of redemption that yeah. we and, and so hear about. When you talk about the story of Adam and Eve and this and this idea of are we going to be people who follow our own path or are we going to follow God's path? The reality is, is that there's going to be a lot of times in our life where we choose to follow our own path. Um, but that doesn't mean that God's path is eliminated for us to follow. Um, that just means in the moment where we find out that our path isn't going to go anywhere, we still have the opportunity to take God's path. Yes. Um, and to also speak on the fact that God's path really is the one, the path that leads to life. Um, and that's what, what I... The constant is, path. Yeah, it's the constant path. It's the one that does have... Uh, fulfillment. It's the one that does have purpose. It's the one that does have meaning in your life. Uh, and I think when it comes down to it, when it comes down to 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 what do you take away from this story is do you want to be a part of it? 
like, do you want it? Right. And I think when yeah. we kind of find ourselves in situations where we have this decision between like, am I going to follow my own path or am I going to follow God's path? Really, it comes down to, do I want to actually follow what the Lord is saying? Part of it too, is we don't really always know what the Lord's saying. Yeah. Um, but come well, down to, time to see what he's saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a good addition to it. Um, but like, do I really, do I want to be a part of what God's doing in the world? Um, or do I want to do my own thing? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I, you know, I'm 25 years old. <laughs> uh, I don't have as much life experience as a lot of people. Um, but I will say in my short 25 years of life, the times where I've chosen, uh, to eat from the tree or the time that I've chosen just to say, you know what, William knows best. Um, it's come back to bite me in the butt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I quickly realized like, man, um, that didn't go how I wanted to go. Now I think last week, did we talk about Matthew 14? I don't think so. Okay. Well, Matthew 14 is like the story of Jesus walking on water and he calls Peter out to come to the boat. And I think a lot of times, like we, we have moments where we jump out on the wrong side of the boat. Like we think we hear Jesus calling us, right? Like, I, I think that's Jesus calling me to that job. I think that's Jesus calling me into this relationship. I think that's Jesus calling me uh, to, to do this certain action. Um, but a lot of times the reality is, is our own ego calling us to do that. So we I, jump out of the wrong of the boat and we end up sinking. <laughs> we think it's God's path, but in, yeah. rea- in reality, it's our path. And we're just telling ourselves it's God's path. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. What else? Anything else you got for us tonight? Or, well, whenever you're listening to this podcast, it is about... 10 o'clock at night when we're recording this because we both don't have a lot of time during the day. <laughs> we're very busy people. Yeah. We have a job and I'm in high school. We're very busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else you got for us? You know, I don't really have anything else. I just, the whole time we were talking, I kept thinking like two different things. One yeah. thing, my whole life, my dad's always told me, you know, nothing worth having comes easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that could definitely fit into this. You know, it's not God's path is not the easiest path. Mm. It's not the path lightly taken. I mean, we talked about that. You know, he came from creating us to washing the disciples' feet. I mean, yeah. it's not the path lightly taken. Yeah. But I also, you know, we were just talking about. Um, you may choose your own path for a little while, but God's path is always an option. Yeah. I started thinking about those, uh, their, their books. I can't think of the exact name. This might be a bad analogy too, but we're like, go for it. you get to make your own decision. And it's like, if you want to go down this path, flip to page oh, 71 or whatever. Yes. 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 Yeah, 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 yes. I love those books. <laughs> That's what I that's what I was thinking about, you know, because I I remember doing those as a kid, you know, and it'd be like, if you choose this path, go to page forty one and then you go to page forty one, you read a few more pages, then you die. So you go back and you just hide to read where you'd go to the other path. 
yeah yeah dude that's a really good analogy um, that's, what I, that's I, what I kept thinking about you know just going back to that initial page and just okay what happens if I choose this other path yeah yeah man that's good that's good and that isn't that, isn't that the, the story of our lives though um, what's what's beautiful too is that we all have our we all have our own journeys. Uh, we all have yeah. our own adventures that we get to go on. Uh, your adventure in life is going to look a whole lot different than mine. And whoever is listening to this, man, they're going to have a totally different adventure in life. And what I love about the story of scripture is that regardless of everybody's journey in life, man, um, there's one thing that centers everybody's journey. Um, yeah. And, and that I that I, I believe and I know in the story about Adam and Eve is is the you know you can get into the um, mess of all of it um, but the truth that's the that's in the story of Adam and Eve is that God's there um, yeah. he's there in the midst of the mess he's there in the midst of the beauty he's there in the midst of the turmoil uh, and, and man in, in any moment in our life um whether we're going down the path that God has for us or whether we've decided to take uh, an exit ramp off of that. Um, yeah. None of those moments mean that God's not there and present in our, in our life. Um, whether, whatever adventure we choose to go down, God is going to be there. And yeah, there's yeah. going to be some ones that we go down that man, they're going to be quite painful because we quickly realized, ah, oh, man, I probably should have listened to the Lord and not gone yeah. down that path, you know? Um, like, I can think of a ton of different uh, moments with my story where I was like, man, I wish I probably had listened um, instead of just jump the gun. Yeah, that's um, definitely true. Yeah. Um, but even in the painful moments, like... Um, the Lord has so much to offer and to teach you um, and to yeah. uh, walk you side by side uh, as you find your way back on the path. Uh, and, I, and I think the reality is for anybody listening and for myself and for you, Garner, uh, is that each and every day we have an opportunity uh, to walk down a path. Uh, there's yeah. going to be moments where today I might walk off the path that God has for me. Um, but God is always a good and gracious God who finds his way to walk me back. Yeah. Um, and that's the story of scripture is God is walking his people graciously back into the path that he has for them. Um, and man, that is such a beautiful thing. Um, and the story of Adam and Eve is the story of humanity. Um, that we are people who at, at our heart, um, we are sinful people. Um, yeah. God is constantly walking alongside them and, and giving them grace and love uh, and giving them shelter and, and, and comfort and warmth and love uh, even when <laughs> we don't deserve it. You yeah, know? definitely. Um, so, man, that's good stuff. Well, hey, we've probably been going. I don't know how long we've been recording, um, but uh, what, what do we got coming up? Um. Let me go to the notes. Next time we meet, we will be back in the book of Genesis and we'll be talking about Noah. 
Oh, another great story. A story that we probably think like from our childhood is like, oh man, what a cute story. All these little animals uh, on a boat. Like, how cool is that? But it's a little bit more of a story than that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it definitely is. It's yeah. not just... It's not just this felt board and they're slapping <laughs> Noah and felt board. <laughs> groups of animals up there. Pairs yeah. of them in this yeah. boat. Yeah, what a story. What a story. So back with the story of Noah. All right, well, hey, we'll see you next one. Garner, anything you like to say? Um, we're on Spotify, the Push Podcast, Apple Podcast, at the Push Podcast, SoundCloud, YouTube. Yeah, um, find us everywhere. Any questions or requests, email us at thepushpod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at thepushpod. Yeah. And with that being said, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storms. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders that he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing when we hear each other once more. Grace and peace to you all. And with that, we'll see you later.